Welcome to the Maggie Williams Podcast, where we discuss hunting, travel, and outdoor adventures. Proudly sponsored by Rolling Thunder Game Calls, the sound of a new generation. We're also brought to you by Harry Blackwell Chevrolet in Malden, Missouri, your source for all things automotive. And presented by Kent Cartridge. Performance matters, quality counts. Welcome to another episode of the Maggie Williams podcast. Today, I have a spectacular guest. I'm here with Miss Hillary Martin. What's up, guys? I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for hopping on here with me today, Hillary. Yeah, of course. When I saw your Instagram message, I was like, absolutely. Let's get this going. Oh, so are you do you go by Hillary Sue or is it just Hillary? Some, you can call me whatever. People call me Hillary. People call me Hillary Sue. People call me Hill Sue. It just, it doesn't matter. You can call me whatever. I love it. So I had the chance to meet your dad after the Night of Champions at Bassmaster Classic this year in Knoxville. Your, yeah. your parents were so sweet. And so getting to meet you now, you, it, it all makes sense. You are just as precious. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, when I told them I was getting on a podcast with you, they were like, awesome. They're so excited for me. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, yeah. So you've had a busy weekend. You were fishing for Team USA. Tell me about that. Yes. So last minute, actually, I I got invited to fish with Team USA on Lake Hamilton in Arkansas, um, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And it was an absolute ball. Um, I was able to fish with Justin Hamner. So he was my partner. And we just, we got out there. I think we only have one day of practice. And we just, we just figured it out. It was fun. We were chasing schoolers, um, just throwing a bunch of top waters pretty much the entire time on some spotted bass. Um, and largemouth, actually. Lake, it's so cool because Lake Hamilton um, is actually mostly largemouth. Which is so, which is so odd because we were literally chasing schoolers the entire time, and you know you get a spotted bass here and there, but you were mostly catching largemouth. So it was, it was good weight. We got dialed in, and you know second second day came around of the tournament, and we were like, we can win this thing, and we cracked fourteen pounds and missed the goal by two ounces, two ounces. Oh no! But still, that's yeah, that's still awesome placement. It was, it was so, it was so much fun. The weights were so close. I think. I think, yeah, so jo- Joey Sifuentes, I think that's how you say his last name, he he won it with Larry Nixon, um, and they just, they killed it. So I'm very happy for him. But, yeah, Team USA did win gold, like, overall, which is amazing. That was, like, pretty much the goal the entire time. And then uh, Justin and I, we were like, we had a shot winning the whole thing. So we, we, we went for it. We went swinging, and we missed it by two ounces. But silver's still awesome. I, I, I enjoyed it. That is so awesome. And I didn't realize you were in Arkansas. That's where I'm live from right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm in Jonesboro. Okay, cool. Is that far from Hot Springs or? It's kind of far. It's a few hours. Okay. Well, I was going to say, you should have came out of the way in, but no, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Before we got on here, you told me you were a freshman in college. How do you balance college life and being a tournament bass fisherman? Well, I'm still trying to figure it out. I've only been here for about a month now, and um, it's definitely been a ride. That's for sure. Just adjusting, you know, coming from South Florida to Tuscaloosa is just it's a little bit of an adjustment um, just being away from family. But, you know, so far I've been I've been I've been handling it pretty well. Um, I've been trying to get out there. I think uh, actually tonight I'm going to jump into a night derb um, here on Lake Tuscaloosa. So I was I did it like a couple weeks ago and got second for big fish. So it's been fun. I've been trying to figure it out. Um, and then balancing work, it's not too bad, you know, freshman, freshman classes aren't terrible. Um, but it's, it is a lot just, you know, just playing it by ear. <laughs> so do your classmates know you as the bass fishing girl? Well, 
at Alabama, there's like so many people in my classes, which is crazy to me because I come from a very small town. So obviously I came from a very small school. So there's like 300 students in half of my classes, um, which is insane to me. So not really, but there was there was a couple people that were like, hey, you're on the bass fishing team. I was like, yeah, they're like me too. So we kind of like, we kind of became friends. So I've met a couple people. It's been nice. Very cool. So you are on the school bass fishing team. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Yep. That is so cool. So I go to Arkansas State. I don't even know if we have a bass fishing team, but that is awesome. (laughs) It's so funny because most people really don't know that they have a bass fishing team here either. So whenever I like introduce myself and they'll ask me, you know, like, what do you do and blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell them that I'm on the bass fishing team. They're like, what? They're like, you, they have bass fishing team? I'm like, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. It's been so much fun. So do you also do kayak tournaments? Have you done kayak tournaments in the past? Because I've seen pictures and videos of you in a kayak. Yeah, so I haven't done any kayak tournaments, but and I also haven't had the chance to get in a kayak up here. Um, but I do sometimes. Like, I'll get out there, especially in South Florida, you know, like in the Everglades and stuff. It's just sometimes easier to maneuver in a kayak and go catch big bass. But, um, yeah, I, I will kayak fish a little bit. I don't know if you saw... Uh, one of my YouTube videos, one of the first times I went kayak fishing was with Christine Fisher. Absolutely adore her. Uh, she's definitely somebody I look up to. Uh, and she she taught me so many things about kayak fishing. Like, I will tell you this, setting the hook in a kayak is so much different than doing it on a boat. It is so hard. It is so hard. But either way, we we, we figured it out. We, we caught some fish. But yeah, I haven't gotten the chance to kayak fish up here yet. I plan to, though. That is really cool. And you were talking about the Everglades. I have a funny story. I don't know if you've heard this from Macy yet. We were turkey hunting in South Florida this year. And (laughs) there is a canal that we are turkey hunting by. And we're scouting. And there is this boat that runs down the canal. And Macy goes, that's my friend's dad. That's Scott Martin. So we were in your backyard. I swear. And then she like pulls up his Instagram and there's his boat. And she's like, I am friends with his daughter, Hillary. It it was just crazy. So we were in your backyard and didn't even know it. So funny. Oh my gosh. But I didn't realize you were from South Florida. And then Mm -hmm. she told me that was your dad. And I kind of thought he was traveling. And then... I mean, I yeah. said put the pieces together and you said you're from the, like the Everglades. And I was thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, we were there. <laughs> so that's. Yeah. yeah, we're from the swamp. We're right smack down in the middle of it. But that's so. also like the home of the biggest bass in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we're an outdoors family. We get out there as much as possible, especially in the Everglades. It's about all you can do, honestly. <laughs> I love the Everglades. And I've been seeing so much about the iguana problem and the python problem. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of bad. There's I don't know exactly what they're doing to like try and get rid of it. Um, we they eat all of our flowers that iguanas do in the keys. And we're like, we don't like them. Like, we just don't <laughs> like iguanas. My meemaw does not like them. I bet not. <laughs> just, I can't imagine having to deal with that as a problem in my everyday life. Like, oh, the, oh, the dang iguanas. Gosh. Yes, it's they're so annoying. I saw on YouTube that you were recently fishing the St. John's River. Was that your yeah. l- last tournament fishing the high school division? Um, yes, I believe. Well, we had the national championship on Lake Hartwell. And then before that, I can't remember if it was Harris Chain or St. John's that we fished. Um, but either way, they're both. They're all great fisheries. St. John's was always a blast. We fished it so many times. They had it on the schedule um, at least twice a year. And then they actually had the state championship there. Um, not this year. Or maybe it was this year, but definitely last year, we ended up placing fifth in that. So Very it was really cool. cool. We were on a crazy shad spawn bite on St. John's. It was during July. So we we were just killing it with this white, white swim jigs and stuff. It was fun. Big mistake at St. John's River. What happened? I think, oh, Ray fell in the water. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. That was like pretty much why we said big mistake, but we also just didn't capitalized like we should have in the tournament um we just didn't get on the fish that we needed for the tournament to win it and place good so we actually that tournament we so we qualified for the national championship but it was after that tournament that we qualified due to other reasons 
Um, but for that tournament, we at, we just we just didn't get the right points. We didn't qualify. So it was that was kind of like the main reason of the title of that video. And then Ray fell in the water. <laughs> Bless his heart. I wish we could like show a video for the podcast, but you're just I'm just gonna have to send you guys over to my Instagram. It's it's on there, but it's it is so funny. Like he was he was work, working the troll, and you know how St. John's is. There's stumps everywhere, and <clears throat> I had my swim jig just kind of stuck up. I think it was a chatterbait actually stuck up on one of the stumps. I was like, oh, we gotta go get that, and so we went up shallow. And he was just working it, working it. And I was getting, I finally got it off. And as he was veering off, he kind of just kicked it off kind of hard. And as soon as he did, it hit a stump and he went flying over. It was so funny. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But he recovered well. We fished the rest of the day. It was fine. It was good. That's awesome. And yeah. I also saw where you recently took nine-year-old Allie Brewster fishing in Florida. How was that? That was so much fun. I can't say enough about her. She is, she's honestly, I was so impressed. Like she really, she has the passion. Like I see it all through her. Um, she, she got there. She was so excited first off. And um, I actually met her previously at the I, that ICAST show. And her dad was talking to me and he said that they were going to go back down and try and, you know, get some redemption on Kenansville, um, or Headwaters it was. And he was like, we should go fishing. And I was like, Absolutely. So I gave him my number. And as soon as he came down, it was her birthday. And he was like, let's do this thing. And I said, absolutely. So we went out and caught some Bear Monday. And obviously, that was her first time catching Bear Monday. And I'm pretty sure she loved it. She she couldn't get enough of it. We was pouring down rain and she was still fishing. That, Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. I do that. But during that time, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm kind of cold. And I was still unhooking her fish. And we were just we were just having a ball. It was so fun. I mean, to be nine years old, that's remarkable to have a oh, huge yeah. passion for bass fishing so young. How old were yeah. you how old were you whenever you got the hook? Like whenever you were just bit? So a lot of people ask me this question because it, it is just so hard to answer because I you know, I grew up doing fishing. It's just kinda in me because my dad's just been doing it my entire life, my grandpa, you know. Um, so I've always loved it. But the time that I knew that I like just I won't pursue this and just you know do it do it in my future I was probably 14 that's and that's when I started doing high school tournaments and I was like I really want to actually I really want to make take this serious and so we signed me up for the Florida Bass Nation and I just started doing high school tournaments and I've just been hooked ever since so very cool that is awesome yeah it, it was so much fun the high school tournaments were a blast to be able to yeah. do it on such a competitive level that is really cool yeah, it was awesome. And I learned a ton. I, I I learned if anybody's like out there that is um my age or younger and y'all are like scared of getting to high school tournaments, don't be. Just do it. You'll learn so much. I learned so much doing that. I also saw that you were at the Land of Giants not too long ago on a quest for your personal best bass. What is your personal best? Nine one. Nine pounds, one ounce. <laughs> I mean nine one is huge. Yes, it was caught quite a bit ago, though. I still have yet to break that. It's been four years now, I think. Um, I caught it on the Harris Chain of Lakes. So it was, it's one of like, it's basically like a home body of water. I've, I go to the Harris Chain all the time. Um, but yeah, me and my dad, we were filming a TV show. And we were just, it, it was, I can't remember what time of the year exactly it was. because It was so long ago. But these fish were betting. So probably around January. Um, and we were just, we were up in, uh, some of these like canal systems and we, we were passing and we could just see the, like, literally it was just a giant blob in the water. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that thing's huge. And you could just see it in the back. It was big, big tail. And I was like, oh my goodness, like we got to get this thing. So it's actually funny because we, we pitched it in there. The first time I was throwing just like this little creature bait and uh, with a little weight on, just pitched in there first time and she wasn't budging. It was weird. So I was like, okay, but betting fish are like that. You just got to keep trying at them. So I kept trying, kept trying. And finally she, she showed some interest and she grabbed it and I was in a weird position. So I had to set the hook left-handed, which is not my strong side. So I had to set the hook left-handed and I was like, oh no. And I actually lost her. It was crazy. Yeah, so the fact that I even landed this fish, it, it was it's just insane. So I actually lost her the first time, and then 
Finally, we waited enough time for her to get back on her bed and settled. I pitched back in there and it was just immediate. She's just ready. She was, she was guarding that bed so well. And I just pitched back in there. And as soon as she saw that thing, she immediately grabbed it. And I set the hook finally on my, my right side <laughs> and we landed her. And it was just honestly the best experience on like ever. It was so cool. That is amazing. And yeah, it I'm, was one of the best moments I've shared with my dad, honestly. That is so impressive, too. I mean, I didn't realize how difficult it was to fight a big bass. And I caught my PB oh, this yes. year. It was only six. I mean, it was six and a half, which I thought was huge. But oh, that's big. That's big. Nine. I can't imagine getting a nine pounder <laughs> in the boat. That is huge. Oh, yes. You're going to have to get down to Florida. We'll get you on a nine pounder. There's. <laughs> Plenty of them. I believe it. I will. Don't worry. Next turkey season, I'm bringing my fishing rod with me. Yes. Yes. Come on. So did you, I guess you caught that on a bait caster, right? Or was it spinning gear? It was a bait caster. It was. My dad kind of helped me. I was, I think I was 14 on, I'm pretty sure that's what sparked my passion. Cause I was, I was around the age of 13 or 14. Um, when I, and he kind of like would help me a little bit, but for the most part, I mean, I, I fought the fish the whole time. I was on a cooler because I'm so short. I, I couldn't really see the fish bedding properly. And so I'd stand it up on, I stood up on the um, ingle cooler and I was just up there and I was looking, looking and finally hooked the fish and I almost fell over and he's just grabbed, he's just holding me as I was fighting the fish. That is so cool. And to be 14. Yeah. 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 That so. is unreal. Yeah. And- Speaking of adventures with your dad, I saw a couple years ago, you went halfway to Mexico offshore. How long of a trip was that? A long trip, like a long trip. I think it was, I don't know, quite a few hours, quite a few hours just doing that. It was, it was insane. Was it worth it? Did you catch them? Yeah, we did. I can't even remember what we caught, honestly. I think it was Amberjack. We just caught a ton of fish. It was it was a blast. What is the farthest adventure you've gone bass fishing? So we went to Brazil. What? Uh, yeah, it was, and I think we're actually gonna make it like a year, like a yearly deal. Um, just like make it like a tradition because it was so much fun. We went to Brazil, um, and I remember telling my dad like for years. I told him that my dream trip was to go fish the Amazon River because my meemaw. She has been to the Amazon quite a few times and caught giant peacock bass. And I was like, I need to go do that. So I think it was two years ago, I want to say. Yeah, two years ago, um, around November, um, we went out to the Amazon River. And it was a long trip. Like, we, it, it was a long trip. I ended up actually getting sick, I guess, something from the plane ride. So I couldn't fish to, like, my full potential there. Uh, just because I, I think I just had the flu really bad, but my gosh, it was an experience of a lifetime. Like we, we caught tons of peacock bass, nothing up to like the 20 pound range. Obviously that's what we were there for. Cause that's the Amazon river. You're going to catch 20 pound peacock bass. Um, but we were catching, like, I think the biggest of the trip was a 12 pounder. Um, and it was just caught by one of the guys we were traveling with, but yeah, it was so much fun. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And I was able to learn about all the different species. I didn't know that there was different types of peacock bass. Like down in Florida, you have the butterfly, um, which is like the super colorful one. And then in Brazil, you can obviously catch the butterfly, but there's like a spotted one. And there's there's one that you call it like the bar peacock. It's got like bars on it. So it's really cool, actually. You were... You were able to catch like different types of peacock bass while you were there. And we caught every single one of them. Like it was so fun. That sounds magical. And I I can't even think about how beautiful it would be down there. I'm sure that is just a movie. It was gorgeous. Yes. Just you're in the middle of the jungle. Like it was so cool. I was a little scared. (laughs) I will say I was a little scared because you never know what you're going to find out there. But but it was definitely an experience, and I honestly cannot wait to go back. See, to me, I thought the Everglades was the middle of the jungle. So for someone yeah. from the Everglades to say that is crazy. Yes, yes. We were able to see, like, croc- which, I mean, we can see crocodiles in the Keys, but nothing, like, crazy. But you were able to see crocodiles in the Amazon River and Cayman. It was just so cool, all the different types of wildlife there. 
So I went to the Keys, I guess it was last year. There are crocodile in the Keys? Yes, not bad, not bad. There's just, they have to put the warning signs out because there have been sightings of crocodiles there. In fact, we had like a, we had like a five foot crocodile on our property or close. It was, it was right across from our property and it was, it wasn't like big or anything, but still like just knowing there's a crocodile nearby, I was like, this is scary. (laughs) So next time I'm in Florida, I don't only have to look out for alligators, but now also crocodile. Yes. And sharks. <laughs> and sharks, of course. That is unreal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, though. That That is really cool. I yeah. mean, the fact that you went to the Amazon River, that is just amazing. Oh Trip of a lifetime, for sure. And you're going back. I think so. It's 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 a work in progress right now, but I've been just begging my dad. I'm like, I need I I'm begging to go back. Like I I need to go go to the Amazon River and go catch a peacock. I want some redemption is really the deal. Cause we I didn't catch anything like huge. I caught like maybe a four pounder just because I was I was so sick. I wasn't able to go out the whole day, like most of them were. And I just I need some redemption. I need to go catch a twenty pounder. <laughs> yes, you do. You've definitely gotta make that happen. Yeah, yeah. So also, Lake Seminole, I heard you were there recently and had a really good finish. Is that true? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was an eighth place finish on Seminole. Um, So not too bad. Definitely not too bad. Um, And, you know, we fished Lake Seminole a ton in the high school derbs. We, I think we fished it five times, four or five times. Um just without like within the two years. So it was always pretty good to us. We had some tough tournaments there for sure, just because that place can get a little squirrely um, during certain times of the year. But, you know, when it's a little chilly, they, they love a little chatterbait bite. Um, they get on that little shallow water, crank and, crank and bite. These are a little square bill. That's really how we were catching them last time we were there. Um, I was throwing this little hy- hybrid that Strike King makes. And I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's something that Strike King makes. And it was just a little shallow running crankbait, little square bill. And we were just catching them in the grass. It was so fun. So I'm sure you get this all the time, but are you wanting to follow in your father's footsteps and pursue a, a professional fishing career after college? Yeah, I do get this question a lot. So, And it's hard to answer because I'm not for sure yet. Um, it's it's kind of hard to explain. Just because, like, I grew up, you know, knowing what it takes to be at that level, and it's difficult, that's for sure. Like, it's definitely, you can't just, that's not just handed to you. Like, that takes hard work, and I'm not sure if I'm fit for it. I might give it a shot, Uh, but right now, I'm in college studying business marketing, so I'm going to kind of take the business route for a little bit and just see kind of where that goes. And I'm going to continue the college stuff and keep fishing, doing that. And if that, you know, sparks a a new passion to fish at that level that my dad does, then I probably will. Um, Or at least just give it a shot, you know, just try and see if I can do it. Um, But yeah, it just takes, it takes so much to do that. So it's hard to say, but I might, I might try it. Very cool. And I did not know you were a business marketing major. That's awesome. I'm actually, I'm in school for social media marketing. So, oh, really? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get a good, obviously, I'm going to uh, graduate and get a business degree and just hopefully start my own business one day. And then if, you know, it takes, if God takes me to the professional route, we'll obviously try it out and see how it goes. So, Whenever you say you want to start your own business, do you think that would be in the fishing world? Oh, yes, Absolutely. It will, anything that I do, um, from here on out will likely be something to do with fishing. Um, whether that's business or whether that's me actually put fishing professionally. So we'll see. Very cool. And since you've already been to the Amazon river, which is just a dream to most people, what is a huge bucket list trip that you want to experience that you haven't been able to? Ooh, that's a really good question. Cause for the longest time it was the Amazon River and I checked that off real quick. And I haven't really thought about another one. Maybe, hmm, I don't know. That's a really good question. That's actually gonna have to be something I'm gonna have to think about. 
I mean, you are knocking off huge bucket list experiences at a very young age, which is so cool. So that bucket list is going to have to keep on growing. It's definitely going to have to keep on growing. I need to write, I need to write a couple things down. I'm dying to ask you this. Have you dabbled in fly fishing at all? I have a little bit. Um, especially in the Keys, like whenever you're on the flats and you're fishing for, you know, whether that be sharks or bonefish, whatever, I've, I've been able to get a little bit of practice in, um, with the fly, with one of my fly rods and, and I'm not good at it, but, but I'm definitely practicing and I haven't had the chance to go catch like trout or anything like that, which honestly, you know, your previous question, like a dream trip is definitely like. One of them, 100% being in like the mountains, like maybe Montana or something and just going to, you know, a bunch of creeks and, and little rivers and stuff and, and fly fishing like that. The scenery in general is what I would be there for. So it would just be so cool. Me and Macy are planning a trip and I have a hookup in Montana. If you want to come, call me. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm so serious. I love Montana. It's one of my favorite places. And I went fly fishing for the first no time way. recently with Macy. And I'm obsessed. Oh my gosh, I'm going to give you a call. You seriously I should. I have, to, I have to do that. Like I, well, okay. So the thing about Montana is like, I've never been there whenever it's not snowing. Like we went, um, we went like for a few times for some ski trips, I think like definitely two times and it was a couple years ago. It was a while back. So I haven't been there in so long and I've never been there when it's like summertime, like really pretty, no snow. So it's definitely a dream of like Montana is a dream of mine to go to. I, Macy has really pushed me to get out of my comfort zone. I am definitely yeah. on the hunting side of things. Good at doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. I've just always been hunting, and I wasn't just a huge fisherman. I was like a back backyard casual, you know, just yeah. like kind of like the redneck fishing thing everyone does in Arkansas. And she yeah. really encouraged me to start bass fishing more, and so I did that, and I started catching some smallmouth and some cold water, and then she invited yeah. me trout fishing. And I am obsessed with fly fishing. So I have planned like two yeah. different fly fishing trips. So you definitely should come along to the mountains. No, I would love to. And I will literally, I'll go get my my fly rod from back home just so I can practice every day. Like I <laughs> would love to do that. I had never even picked one up until we went, I mean, literally two weeks ago. And yeah. it was hard. It took a while to figure out, but at the same yeah. time, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be, too. No, it, it's like, obviously, you know, there's different ways that you can, they, they, they call it like different names, like, um, like the technique that you use whenever you're like trying to cast your fly. Um, but like that pull one, the easy just like where you just simply just pull and then just release and then pull and then, you know, just keep going like that. I don't know what it's called, but that, I find that one as being the easiest and it and I picked it up like. In a couple hours, like just trying, just, you know, constantly doing it, you know? Yeah. I know my mechanics need work for sure. Like I, I know I do not have the best <laughs> form and technique, but I mean, I hooked, yeah. I hooked seven fish. Like that was on my first day. Like that was yeah. good. So what kind of trout were you guys catching? Mainly rainbow. I think Macy may have caught a brook trout, but I only caught rainbow. Okay. That's cool. I've never caught a rainbow trout. So. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked. I know. I know. I I, st I have uh, quite a few quite a few fish species to um expand on cuz I'm really like stuck in the largemouth and, and smallmouth uh category and spotted bass of course. I just I don't really go outside of that often. <laughs> I mean whenever you're catching 9 pounders in Florida, I understand why you yeah. wouldn't venture off. Yeah. Yeah, but I do want to really kind of get into some more freshwater fish, just like trout, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really hard for me to get back into the groove of trying to catch. Because, I mean, Arkansas obviously does have really big largemouth, but it's nothing like Florida. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, no like no place is. I mean, no place in the United States is like Florida. Florida is the best place to do it. So, Florida's a pretty special fishery, that's for sure. I've, I was blessed to grow up there. You really were. But now I'm, I've just discovered at 21 years old that Arkansas is that way for trout fishing I didn't know Arkansas had awesome fly fishing and only a yeah. couple of hours from my house so I'm like okay I have to get into this now so 
I think <laughs> I think it might be hard for me to get back into bass fishing. But whenever I come back down to Florida, I will definitely. Oh Listen, if you take me to Montana, I'm getting you a whole trip down to Florida. We're going to get you on your personal best. <laughs> deal. That is such a deal. Yeah. Such a deal. Yeah. That's awesome. So I do want to ask you this. What is your biggest piece of advice to other girls that want to get involved with fishing tournaments? That's a, that's a great question. So, um, for my personal experience growing up and obviously a male dominated sport, it, it can be a little intimidating to jump out of your comfort zone and, and start bass fishing. Um, you may feel judged sometimes. You just may feel like you don't belong when that is not the case whatsoever. Do not feel that way, especially with more women being involved in the fishing industry. You have so much support. Like, if you're a woman and you're trying to get into bass fishing, do it. Do not be scared. You can do it. Don't don't let the haters get to you. Just don't. Like you you can do it. It is it is definitely worth it. Just don't let a just, you know, have God on your side and and talk to him and you'll you'll get through it for sure. I totally agree. Just incorporating your spiritual life into your hobbies and relying on God yeah. whenever it gets hard. I mean, it, yeah. that is so important to keep going. So I love that you said that. Yeah, yeah. I it's. I mean, I only say it because it's helped me so much. Um, just having God in my heart, you know, just you, you just got to talk to him because, you know, <clears throat> it's not just fishing that can be intimidating. It's just anything in, in today's world, like anything that you want to dive into can be intimidating. And having God by your side and talking to him through it all is honestly going to be your your ultimate way to success so totally agree absolutely yeah I love that and also what is the biggest obstacle you've overcome as a female in bass fishing there's many obstacles just as a female in bass fishing but I would say honestly like growing my confidence in the sport has been a work in progress. And I, I can like finally say with my full chest that I, I actually, I have that confidence now. So I would say that that's my biggest obstacle is just trying to grow my confidence in the sport because, you know, you, you just, you just got to throw yourself out there and, and just try and you're going to, there's going to be times where you fail and that's just with life in general. Um, but just overcoming that and getting back on your feet is, is how you grow. And so that's one of the things that I've had to learn. And it's it's still a work in progress, like I said. But, you know, growing my confidence is one of the biggest things. I love that you said that because that is hard. I mean, it's just it's very intimidating to be a girl in a male-dominated sport. But no matter what you're doing, I mean, you're putting yourself out there in the public eye and you're taking a risk. And that's a vulnerable position to be in. So I love your yes. transparency with that. Yeah. And what do you think is the biggest life lesson you've learned from bass fishing? Oh, that's a good one. Life lesson. Oh, my goodness. You know, like we were just talking about, you know, having God in your life. I will literally, I will honestly say, which it might sound weird, but fishing has actually grown, grown me in my spiritual life just because knowing how much I need God whenever I, you know, feel like I'm you know, just feeling judged. Or if I look at my Instagram comments and there's somebody says something stupid and I just like, it hurts my feelings or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, if I'm feeling down in any moment, you know, coming, going to God is like a very, it's, it's, it can be hard sometimes just, you know, being like having that be your first decision. So whenever you do make that your first decision, it is, it is like life-changing. It was definitely my biggest life lesson, just knowing that you need to go to God first and, and it will help you tremendously. That is so true. So true. (laughs) That is such good truth. Thank you for sharing that. Of course, of course. And to take it away from bass fishing for a second, just to like bring you back to college freshmen in a new city away from your family. What's the hardest thing about moving away from home? Missing family. I just miss family so much. I, I was such, I, I am such a family girl. So, and obviously um, I, I miss them because, you know, they're 12 hours away. So the drive is kind of hard. 12 on hours. The, yeah. It, they're all born in the South, girl. We are in the South. <laughs> yeah. So we, 
we have quite quite a bit of distance from us. Um, but it's it's one of the hardest things. But you know, like I said, having God there, you know, it it helps. So I can't stress it enough. Like it helps so much just having God in my heart and relying on Him because that's you know I'm on my own up here. Like I I don't have very many people. Um, and so just having God is the most important thing for me right now. Absolutely. And what is your favorite thing about living in T-Town? My favorite thing about living in T-Town is definitely the football games. Ever since I've been here, we've I've been a part of two football games so far, and they have been a blast. I like, it is so much fun. <laughs> I bet. Yes. Like T-Town football, is crazy it is it is so much fun i've been told that on game days you can't even get around in the city because it's just so flooded um, yeah i made a mistake <laughs> my first football game i ended up leaving my i like drove my car off of campus um i just i think i went downtown to go eat something and i was trying to get back after the game and i could not park my car <laughs> i literally could not they wouldn't let me park my car so i just I drove it. We, my dad actually ended up buying some property um, near the stadium. And so I just drove it there and was like, well, I can't go back to my dorm right now, guys. So I'm going to hang out here for a little bit. That is awful. <laughs> yeah, it was so, uh, it was such a pain. But I got back the next morning. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this school yeah. spirit is unmatched in T-Town. Seriously. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It, and with everything. It's not just football. Like, the school spirit within all the sports is so it's so awesome being on a college fishing team is cool but being on a college fishing team at the university of alabama i bet that is just the most fun freshman experience you could have it is fun the guys on the team are so awesome they're they've been very welcoming are you the only girl on the team I'm not. There's a girl named Bella Robinson that I'm actually close with. And the thing about uh, college fishing at UA is that they open it to everybody. So you can sign up no matter, you know, who you are, you can sign up. And I want to say that there's a couple girls that have signed up. I haven't had the chance to meet them yet, but um, it's me and Bella so far. That's for sure. And it's it's been so fun. Her and I have exchanged a few conversations. We we have a plan to go fishing soon. So how sweet! Yeah, we might fish a couple tournaments together. It'll be fun. Your YouTube presence is incredible. I have loved watching a few of your videos, preparing for our podcast, just catching up <laughs> on my Hillary Sue knowledge. And you're, you're so funny. No, seriously, your YouTube is awesome. What Thank made you, you What made you want to start a YouTube series and document all of your fishing adventures? Okay, so I th- I think I started it when I was 14. I, I did a lot of things when I was 14. She was <laughs> so a busy 14-year-old. Like, yeah, I was a busy 14-year-old. 14-year-old. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, I, I think it would spark my passion. And, you know, as soon as my passion, you know, started, I was like, I want to get into this. And so I started making some videos. It's just, I think I was influenced heavily, you know, like I was pretty influenced by my dad because I just, I've, I've always watched him film um, growing up. And so I just always thought it was really cool you know, that he is able to document a day on the water. Like, it's it's pretty special. And also, like, <clears throat> I want people to see, like, everything that I'm, like, do whenever I'm fishing. So just being able to document, like, how I fish shallow water, how I fish deep water, to maybe, you know, help somebody out there that doesn't know how to do that um, is pretty important to me, is just being able to share information with kids and um, just younger, young um, female and male anglers um, just to help them out. So. Absolutely. I love that you have taken an educational approach and it's not only educational, but it's inspirational seeing a girl out there bass fishing and killing it. I mean, that has to motivate other young women to pick up fishing poles. Exactly that. Yes. I, I love being an advocate for women fishing. I love that you said that. I'm a huge advocate for women in hunting. So to see that on the fishing side oh, wow. is super cool. Yeah, yeah. You only have one sister, right? I do. Yeah, she's 16. Does Her she, name's Amelia. Is she into fishing? She's not. She's, she's actually the total opposite of me. Uh, she is super into just, she's an artsy girl. She paints a ton. Um, she did gymnastics when she was younger. She did a little bit of softball. So 
she's she's not into the fishing stuff i think i think just growing up around it she's just kind of tired of it she's just like i don't want to go fishing that's crazy that you said that because i i know i started duck hunting because of my dad i love to duck hunt i travel the country hunting because my dad loves to hunt my sister also i only have one sister she will not hunt she's been hunting one time in her life Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Yeah, whenever I get Amelia out in the water, it's like an accomplish- accomplishment for the month. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting my sister out in the water. Like, what? So, just polar yeah. opposites. Polar opposites. But the funny thing is, I will tell you, she beats me in fishing almost every time we go out. I'll give her, she she can cast a bait caster, but she enjoys the spinning rod more. Um, and if we're just, you know, we're just goofing off in some shallow water, I'll, you know, throw a little speed worm on there for her. And she's just bombing that thing out there and catching the crap out of him. And I'm over here like, what in the world? I'm like, <laughs> you need to do this. Like, what? you've just got it naturally, girl. Like, she she can catch them. It's so funny. That is awesome. That is, it's, I mean, yeah. Of course, of course, she would be able to cast a bait caster. I've never touched one. Really? I only operate on spinning gear. Yeah, I'm a rookie. Oh my goodness, we're well, we're gonna have to teach you a couple things when you come down to Florida. You'll you'll learn it quick. It's not hard. The fact that Amelia is 16 does not even like fishing, and she catches huge ones on bait caster. That makes me realize I have to up my game. You 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 can do it. That's just just an, it's it should just tell you that you can do it. That is <laughs> so funny and really cool. So if you could go back in your tournament fishing career in high school, what's one thing you wish you could do differently? Probably run the front, the front deck more. Like I I love Rafe. He, he was a great fishing partner. Um, and I really enjoyed fishing with him over the high school years, but he mainly ran the the trolling motor. Honestly, like I, I would do it a lot too, but like whenever we were offshore, he was mainly just running it because you just you got to figure that out when you're fishing with somebody who's going to run what you don't want it to be any confusion. You just want everything to run smoothly for the day. He would run troll. But honestly, like if I were to go back, I would like I would have liked to run troll a lot more just because you learn so much and you're able to better yourself at fishing. Just like how you cast, uh, what you look out for, like because when you're running troll, you're look you're the first one looking like out front. You know, if you're up shallow, you like you, you recognize things um, better whenever you're running troll. And I, I see it so well whenever I, whenever somebody else is running troll and then I have to jump up there for a quick second, it's like, I immediately am starting to put things together. I'm like, oh wait, I gotta, I gotta be over here. I gotta, I gotta do this, gotta do that, you know? And, and I just find myself fishing 10 times better when I'm running troll. I love that you say that. And that definitely correlates directly under the hunting side of things, whenever I am with it out there with a girl, if it's just me and another girl in the outdoors, kind of a whole boss. Like, I'm just like, all right, you know, I've got it. This is what we're doing. Not bossy, but I'm in the middle of everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if I'm just paired up with another guy, whether it's like a friend or a family member, I'm, I'm, I'm more reserved. I'm taking a seat back. Yeah. And that's something that yeah. I've really worked on overcoming is not taking a step back. Yes, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because I just found it like I really think about it a ton. Like why? And it's just like totally not me. Like I, whenever I'm by myself or fishing with other people, I'm like, I'm running troll. I'm running the boat. I got this. I got that. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's I'm kind of like the one in control. I don't know. It's just expected to be more reserved whenever you're hunting with a guy, whether you're or fishing with a guy and whether you're more knowledgeable or not. It's just, you have to be intentional to be present and participate without being worried about, you know, whether you're in the way because guys never think, I hope I'm not in the way. That's why it's so difficult for us to just be like, whoa, hey, now let me do this. Yeah. in, In high school, my biggest concern was being in the way. I'm not in the way. I know what I'm doing. So yeah, exactly. I love that change in narrative and how we have both kind of evolved as outdoors women. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think that's, I think maturity probably comes with that as well. Oh yes, definitely. Cause now like it, it doesn't even cross my mind. Like I'm running, I'm running the boat. Like a girl <laughs> after my own heart. I'm running the boat. Me too, girl. <laughs> Me too. That's amazing. I love that you said that. So what was it like having a bass fishing legend as a father? I mean, cause you said it yourself. 
it takes a lot to be at the level of a respected fisherman like Scott Martin. I mean, he set the standard for a lot of men, and that is not an easy feat. How was that being his daughter growing up? So it it was a lot, to say the least. Um, You know, you're always recognized as Scott Martin's daughter, so... Pretty much every time I would see anybody that rec- like w- like knew him, they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're Scott Martin's daughter." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm also Hillary Martin too, but <laughs> you know, I'm Scott Martin's daughter." Um, but it's amazing to grow up with uh, like somebody that obviously knew knows as much as he does about fishing because I was able to learn um, a ton. And having him captain me in my high school tournaments um, was very beneficial as well. Just, you know, spending obviously father daughter time, but, um, most importantly, just being able to learn from a professional fisherman. Like he's not just my dad. He's like, you know, he's my best friend and he's, you know, he's my mentor. Like he, he taught me so much about bass fishing and especially my grandpa, like one day on the water with my grandpa is like, it's, I learn so much. So just growing up and and learning from them has has been amazing and a blessing. I bet. And and I love how you said that you're also Hillary Martin and you have you've done a beautiful job establishing yourself as Hillary Martin. You are not just under the Scott Martin wing anymore. You have blossomed (laughs) into a talented fisherwoman and you've proven yourself. I mean, the Pan American Games. Holy smokes. That was a blast. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Me and just, I just, you know, obviously just, you know, Justin Hamner, he's a professional fisherman as well. And being on the water with him, like I was able to learn so many of his little like sneaky techniques. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, this, this makes sense. Like it is, it is very important to, you know, get out in the water with people that are experienced like them. And, and you just, you get to learn so much. I love how you emphasize learning, how you learn from everyone you fish with. And I, I think you need to give yourself credit as well, because everyone you fish with also learns from you. And you <laughs> you document that on YouTube. You teach other girls. Yeah. So I know you are super enthusiastic about learning from the folks you fish from. But I love how yeah. you are also passing that knowledge along to everyone that gets to watch yeah. you. Yes, I, I absolutely. That is my main goal with YouTube is to pass whatever knowledge I have to young women and male anglers. So what are some of your favorite memories of professional fishing events growing up? Cause I mean, being a little girl being just thrown into the fishing world, I'm sure you got to experience a lot of really cool things. Yeah, absolutely. So there's obviously my dad has fished a ton of tournaments. Um, and some of his biggest are uh, whenever he qualified for the Bassmasters Classic, um, the FLW Cup a couple times. Um, and just being present at those tournaments and being able to see him in his realm and so dialed in and, and you know, working hard towards one of his any any like his biggest accomplishment um is is very important because I was able to have like a new respect for him and like seeing that just hands-on is just so cool you know being able to see your father just work as hard as he can to some of his biggest goals do you have a favorite tournament that you've watched him fish at and do you have a favorite tournament that you get to fish at Mm, that's a good question I would say I would say the the Bassmasters Classic, the one that he recently fished, that was probably one of my favorites is being there because <clears throat> I was able to be at the expo and um But you were in Knoxville? And, yeah. I did not see you there. I was there. You were there? Yeah, that's where I met your dad after the Night of Champions. I thought you left because I saw Macy. I, I saw Macy and and met her. Um, and I was like, where's Maggie? And I thought, I thought she said you left, but maybe I'm going crazy. I was there for, I think two or three days, maybe just two days. I was there. Yeah. I I was there for a a big, pretty big part of the weekend. I I did get on a plane to Texas turkey hunt, but I was there. Oh, okay. Well, dang, I don't know how I missed you. Yeah. I was at the expo like the entire time. So I don't know. Were you at the expo? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I was at the expo just bouncing around at booths um, and just, you know, seeing a a bunch of sponsors and kind of creating a couple deals. It was fun. Like just being able to talk, talk business with other people. Yeah. I bet that was awesome. I wish I could have got to meet you there. I know. Right. I can't believe we missed each other. That's crazy. But the classic was so cool. And to be somebody that was was not familiar with the fishing side of things, 
getting thrown into that atmosphere was unreal. I bet. I bet. It could be a lot sometimes, but my goodness, it's nothing but a good time for sure. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. And I got to meet some really cool guys. Your dad and mom included. Your mom was so precious and so sweet. Oh, y'all are so y'all are so sweet. Yeah, she says she says amazing things about you guys. She loves Macy. And whenever I told her I was doing the podcast with you, she was just she was so she was lit up. She was like, oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> um, tell me tell you to say that she said, hey. Oh, so. how precious. I love that. Yes. So I hope to see you in the classic one day. If that's the route you go. We'll see. Yeah, no, th- I mean, obviously, um, if I if I go the professional route, that's going to be my biggest goal, you know, carry on the Martin legacy, you know, as you should. You yeah, go, girl. Unfinished business. <laughs> <laughs> she said unfinished business. I want to take that professional route simply because I want to show women that we can do that. We can win it. We can do it. Don't hold back like you absolutely should. Um, you'll enjoy it. And you have other women in the industry behind you 150% of the way. So I would definitely like, if I were to take a professional route, I would try and go win a, an elite or, you know, the, obviously the Bassmasters Classic would be pretty stinking cool um, and just show women that we can do it. And if if I don't, I want to take the business route and, and create a business that advocates for women's fishing. So that was kind of the main reason that I wanted to, you know, graduate with my business degree and and just create a brand that I still brainstorming on that advocates for women in fishing and just encourages them. So Hillary Sue, I am so impressed by you. I just think you are the coolest girl. I love what you stand for. And you seriously, you've done a great job just proving that women can keep up with the boys and excel at it. I mean, absolutely. Best example. Seriously. You're so, so sweet. Thank you. You are too. Oh my gosh. You're in in the hunting industry just killing it, girl. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. But you have just outdone yourself in all avenues you have pursued. Seriously, you are killing it. Congratulations on your placement last weekend. And thank you so much for taking the time to hop on this podcast with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Maggie Williams podcast. I will see you guys here same time next week.